Morning, church. Take a seat, and would you bow your head in prayer with me? Father, we do just thank you. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for your heart, Lord. As we're going to look today that it is gentle and it is lowly, and you are inviting us to just come to you, Lord, as we are, not as we should be. And Father, I pray we can just feel in a very real way the hope in that, the strength in that, and Lord, our hearts would trust you in a new way. Bless us, Lord, this Christmas season. Help us to be focused on you, to be connected to you in a deeper way. Help us to love our families well and the people around us. And Father, prepare us for the year ahead and all all that you want for us and all that you want done in us. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, church. It's good to be with you today. I'm an online audience. Can we say hi to them? Yeah. And those online, I just want you to know there's some soldiers for Christ here who came out in the cold. Anybody? <laughs> Come on. Um, so, yeah, so glad to be with you today. Today, we're, we're, we're finishing our gentleness series. That was gentle, you know? Um, and uh, we're wrapping it up. And then next week, we uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas. Can't believe it's, it's there. After our 11 o'clock service, we have a special guest today. Santa is coming. Yeah. Emery, my daughter, she calls him Ho-Ho. I love that. I don't know how she picked that up. She's like, Ho-Ho's coming? Yeah, Ho-Ho's going to be here. It's great. So Ho-Ho will be here after, after the 11 o'clock service. Uh, but good to, glad to be with you today. And, and as we wrap up gentleness, I want you to think about the most beautiful place you've ever been. I just want, I want you to picture that in your mind. When, when I think about that, uh, years ago, Allie and I, man, we got the opportunity to go to Hawaii, and we went on this hike on the Nepali coastline, and it is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. It was amazing. I was taking all kinds of pictures, and then I'd look at the pictures, but I'd be like, that does not do justice to this, you know? And I was like trying to, and, and I'm not a great photographer, so maybe that was part of the problem, but, but there, it was just so beautiful. I was just trying to, to take it all in. And isn't it amazing how, like when you're at places like that, and, and you're just, you're looking at something beautiful, how you just relax, and you're like, you know what? It's all going to be okay, right? How you, you see something just that, that moves your heart because it's beautiful to you, and you're just like, you know what? It's going to work out. Life's going to be all right. Just last Sunday, um, Allie and Emery and I were, were up in that first row and uh, listening to the, to the music, and Emery was like, you know, she's like dancing, and then she would just lift her arm up in the air, and I just saw that, and I was just like, you know what? It's all going to be okay. Like this is like those, and beauty does that to you. It, it puts your, your soul at rest. It, it puts us at ease. It, it, it fills us with, with a sense of hope and, and trust and, and a sense that, um, that everything's not as bad as it, as it always feels. And as I think about that, it reminds me that I think there's a progression that is meant to happen in our relationship with God. And many of us, when we first connect with God, it can often be out of a place of fear and duty. Some of us, like, we went to church because we were afraid not to. It wasn't so much a love of God that drove us, it was a fear of God. 
or it was just like a duty. It's just, we have to do this, right? And that's, that's the beginning level, is the duty or fear of, of where we, you know, where, where we start. Now, if you've been in that place, that will not take you very far. That, that, is, that is not the, the place to live in our relationship with God. But then a next level can be more of a sense of, I need God, what I just call like a pragmatism. That means like, it works. I, God helps me. And for some of us, maybe our connection to God was that, that life got so hard, we, we tried every option that we knew, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm going to try God. Because I've tried everything else, and I need real help. And, and we were drawn to God because we, we needed help. We needed something in our life to work differently. And God certainly is helpful. God will meet us in our need. God answers prayer. God offers real help into our lives. But I would say at the end of the day, our relationship with God is not ultimately just about what we can get out of him. Our relationship with God is meant to be something even deeper than that. And that's, that's the next progression of, of beauty. That we want to be near God because God is our joy. Because God is beautiful. If, if you just serve God because you're afraid, you, you will not have a real meaningful relationship with him. If you serve God because you love who God is, and you're drawn to it, and, and just sort of thinking about God, and, and looking at the character and the reality of God, it, it moves your soul like a beautiful view does. That's the place that I want us to live from. That's the progression that, that I want in my heart, that I'm not pursuing God just to get things out of God. I'm not pursuing God because I'm, I'm afraid of the alternative, but I'm pursuing God because he's, he's just, he's majestic and beautiful to me. You with me on this? And, and our souls naturally don't go there. We need to learn to connect with God in that way, and we need to continue to nurture it. And so today, the, the, the passage that we're going to look at today it is like it's a beautiful view. This is like going up to a mountain and just seeing a beautiful view. It's like going to the, you know, the, the beach of the ocean and just looking. And, and I just want to look at this passage of Scripture in this picture of God that we see. I think if we, if we get it, if we connect to it in the right way, it will create a deeper sense of calm and trust in our souls. So today I just kind of want to look at this and just sort of like soak the view in. Is that how you say it? You know what I mean. I felt like, yeah, they, it came out weird. I knew it was like, that's a little off. But anyway, but I just, I want to, I want to just be, um, a, a, allow this view of God to just, just settle into our souls. You with me on that? So here's what we're going to look at. Matthew 11, and it's just a couple of verses that Jesus says, Matthew 11, and we're going to start at verse 28. Jesus says this, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. So 
yoke, you know, think about a, uh, an, an animal pulling a plow, and they've got that, that thing on their neck that allows them to pull it, or, or pulling a cart full of, you know, harvest, or something like that. That's, so he said, take my yoke upon you, and learn from me. It's also sort of a way in the uh, times of Jesus to say, hey, become a student of mine. A, a rabbi's yoke was like, become my follower, become, learn from me. It was another way of saying that. So learn from me, take my yoke upon you, and then look at this, church, and if you have a Bible, underline or circle these words, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. I am gentle and lowly in heart. Now, this is so powerful because we don't get a lot of descriptions of God's heart. Of who God says, this is my heart. This is the only one. And the words that he uses are so profound. I am gentle. God says, at the end of the day, here's the best way I can explain my heart. It's gentle and lowly. And I find that a little bit shocking because I think there's so many other words that could be there that would make sense, you know? We've talked a little bit about that. It could be holy and righteous. It could be, you know, majestic and pure. It could be noble and dignified. There, there's so many other words that, that I would probably go to before gentle and lowly. But this is how Jesus says the heart of God actually is. Jesus says, here is the best way I can describe it. It is gentle and lowly. And I just want you to think for a second, is that, is that how you understand the heart of God? Because there's, there's a lot of people that I hear them talk, and I've heard how they've grown up, and I've heard what church looked like to them, and this doesn't seem to be uh, always how God is represented. Right? A, a lot of people sort of represent them uh, a lot differently than the words of Jesus here, but this is Jesus. If anyone knows, it's him because he is God. He's speaking of his own heart here, gentle and lowly in heart. And look at this, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, listen, you're trying to carry a burden by yourself. You're trying to do it on your own power in your own way, but my way is easier and it's lighter. So follow me. Now, everything in this passage is built on trusting the heart of Christ. That's what, you, you won't come to him? That this invitation, I mean, is beautiful, right? Who doesn't want some more rest? Anyone? Who doesn't want to walk through life and it feel lighter? Right? I don't think any of us are, are sitting at home and be like, man, I want life to be heavier than it is right now. Right? None, none of us, no one in their right mind would pass up on the offer. But yet, why do we miss it? Because if we're honest, for a lot of us, we're like, all right, I know Jesus, but I'm not experiencing this. This doesn't feel easy and light. And my soul is not rested, it's exhausted. So, so what is going wrong here? And I think what it all comes down to, church, what it all comes down to is deep in our soul, every one of us, we have trust issues with God. We, we can't always articulate it that way, 
we can't always maybe define it. You know, if, if, you, if we were to talk about it, that might not be what we sort of first bring up and articulate as our problem. But the human soul, one of the, the, the deepest brokenness of the human soul is that each and every one of us has trust issues with God. And because of that, we don't come to him like Jesus is inviting us. And we don't trade yokes. And we don't learn from him. And we don't follow him. And then we don't ultimately experience the rest and the lightness that he's talking about. You with me on this? And so today, what what I want to, to show you is that knowing and trusting the heart of Christ is everything. It's everything. Knowing knowing his heart, letting, letting this idea of gentle and lowly really be how we understand his heart and trusting that it really is that way is the key to everything else. It's the key to the rest. It's the key to trading the yoke. It's the key to learning from him. It's the key to following him. You with me on this? And, and that is what I want for you and, and, and what I want for me. So, so let's dig into this and, and break it out a little bit more. And, and I just kind of see, I'm just going to break it up into two ideas, our issues and his heart, our issues and his heart. So here's the, the first thing. Christ says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Now, when we read it, it sounds just like, you know, very level, but when you look at the, uh, the tenses of these verbs in the original language and things like that, there's an intensity to this invitation. What I mean is, you know how, like, maybe when your spouse, their tone changes, and you're like, okay, now we're into serious grounds here. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you weren't really listening, and then you hear a tone change, and then you, like, snap to attention. You with me on this? Allie and Emery called me the other day, and I, and I was running late, and, you know, all of a sudden I heard Emery say, where are you at? she's three. I was terrified because I just imagined the future from there. I was like, you think you're going to be able to boss me around and tell me what to do like your mom does? You're probably right. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know to start this young. Yeah, where you at? I like started like defending myself. You're three. But you know, the, the tone in Jesus's tone here is intense. Jesus' tone, he's, he's not saying like, come to me. No, he's, he's, he's trying to get our attention, church. He's saying, come to me. The, the, the verbs after this are imperatives. They're commands. You know, he's, he's really, there's an intensity, there, there's an urgency behind this. Now, why is that? And here's, here's part of, of why I, I think it is, is because sometimes when we are in the worst place, we are the most reluctant to actually get help. Sometimes when, when, when we are at our worst and when we need help the most, we are the most reluctant to get it. Have you ever noticed that in your life? Have you ever noticed that in other people? I see this just in, in the guard all the time. Just these soldiers will talk to me and they'll be in a horrible spot in their life, you know, emotionally, financially, relationally, just in a terrible spot. And I'll be like, there is help out there. There is. There are resources but you're going to have to make a phone call. You're going to have to take it a little bit. And church, I've sat there for hours with people, helping them or trying to get them to do that. I'm like, you need it. 
And, and what I find is the greater the need, the sometimes less willing we actually are to get help. You with me on this? And I think that is true spiritually too. That sometimes we, we, we look at our life and, and, and sometimes we, we think of Jesus, you know, we think of him as kind of like a performance coach in our life. Like, you know, God, could you just help me like tweak a few things in my life? And, you know, maybe I need to drink more electrolytes during the day or, you know, maybe I need to um, do a couple little tweaks here. But, but I would say, here's how we need to understand Jesus. He's, he's like a trauma surgeon. And we're on the table and we're bleeding out. That's how bad we need him, church. You with me? That's how bad we need him. And, and I know maybe some of us, we, we look at our life and we're like, no, I've, I, you know, I've kind of, I've got it. It feels like it's, it's under control. And, but it, it can look and feel like that. But you and I, whether you know it or not, you still desperately need him. And, and one of the, the challenges of life is realizing we don't have it as together as we think we do. You with me on church? Some of us, that is the thing that's keeping us from Jesus. That is the thing. We're just like, I feel like I got it under control. I get you feel like you have it under control. I get that. But you're bleeding out on the table. You need him. You with me on this, church? And you don't stop needing him. You don't stop needing this, this invitation, come to me, this urgency, is because all of our life, we need to be running in his direction. That's, that's what the healthy Christian life looks like. Now, here's the beauty of this. So he says, come to me, but then notice the qualifications for coming to him. Those who labor and are heavy laden. In other words, those who are, who are exhausted and burdened. He says, that's what, what qualifies you to come to me. What, what, do we, what do we need to do to be received and welcomed by Jesus? Well, you need to be exhausted and burdened. That's what you need. If you check those boxes, you're good to go. You know, and, and ironically, so many times people think it's so different than that, right? They think, well, the, the offer of Jesus sounds like, hey, come to me if you're on a better course of life. If you've been a good boy or a good girl, then, then you can come. You know, if, if you've been, uh, checked your religious boxes and, and all that kind of thing. But, but just, here's the invitation of Christ. If you, if you are exhausted, trying to figure it all out. If you're exhausted with, with your problems, with your brokenness, if you're, anybody get sick and tired of being sick and tired? That's what Jesus said. If you're there, come, I got something for you. If you're burdened, if life is really heavy and there's no give and you've, you've tried everything you know, it still hasn't worked out, I can help you. I have something for you. That's, the, that's what qualifies us for Christ. Now, I think that is so powerful because here's what Jesus is saying. Your burdens today, and we all carry different burdens, our burdens today are not the issue. God, God is not looking 
at you and saying, wow, what a waste. You've, you've messed everything up. What a terrible person you are. What, you've, you've destroyed all of, God isn't looking at you like that. He's looking at you and he's saying, I know you cannot carry that. You need to know you can't carry it. And you need to know that I will carry it for you. You with me on this, church? That's, that's what Jesus is saying. This is his heart for you and me. And, and the, the greatest danger in this, there's two real dangers that I see, is number one, thinking that the burdens and the issues of our life, thinking that we have to carry them and offload them ourselves. That's, that's the danger. Thinking, I've, I've got to... I've got to figure it out. And, and what God's saying, no, you don't. You can't. But if you come to me and you learn from me and you take my yoke upon you, I will take yours. And it will be easier and it will be lighter. And here's the second danger. Is that thinking the heart of God is repelled by your burdens and exhaustion. Because Jesus says, no, I'm not repelled by it. Come to me. He, he's inviting us in with all of that in our lives. You with me on this, church? And it's powerful to me. I want everyone to know this is the heart of God. How about you? I want people to see it and receive it and be transformed by it. Now, let's talk about his heart for a second. Now, we often say that, you know, someone's heart really dictates how we relate to them. You know what I mean? Like, you ever have someone in your life, and they're kind of rough around the edges, and you're introducing them to someone? They're like, their heart's good. <laughs> and what do you mean? They're like, they might say some stupid things, and it might not come off the right way, but their heart's good. What, what do you say? You're like, they're, they're good. You can trust them, right? The, the core's good. And if you... If any of you have said that about me, I rebuke you in the name. <laughs> His heart's good. He says some stupid stuff sometimes. But, um, but we, we kind of know like that's, that determines the, the level of, of access or trustworthiness um, of, of someone's life. And so here we see the heart of Jesus. It is gentle and lowly. Now this word gentle, it's only used three times in the New Testament. And it's used in the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus said, Blessed are the meek, that's this word, for they shall inherit the earth. So it's a word that sometimes gets translated meek, sometimes gentle, or sometimes humble. So all of those ideas are kind of encapsulated in this. Believe it or not, gentleness is not the easiest word to define. We all kind of know what it is when we see it or when we don't see it, but when you actually try to define it, it's kind of difficult. But, but here's a definition I, I, I like. It says this, a mildness of temper, softness or tenderness. Is the heart of God soft and tender? I think Jesus is saying it is. It's gentle. Freedom from roughness. Does God deal with us harshly? I don't think he actually does. I think God, God deals, he puts the kids' gloves on. 
This is, this is who he is. Soothing. Being gentle is displayed action from having inner peace. God lives from inner peace. You know, God's not looking at, at the world and stressing about it. You know, God never had an anxious night where the angels are like, what's up, Lord? He's like, I can't sleep. <laughs> what's on Netflix? I can't sleep. I'm just too worried. Those people in Elyria and Grafton and Ridgeville, man, whew, they got themselves into a mess again. Uh, God, he doesn't operate like that. He lives from inner peace. That's why the scriptures say he is blessed. He's good to go. You're not going to, none of the brokenness of this world can rob him of his well-being. That's how solid he is. And from that place, church, from that place of great strength, of infinite strength, he deals kindly with you and me. His heart is gentle. It's not harsh. His mercy is, is the disposition of his heart. Yes, God is just. Yes, God has wrath. Yes, all those things. But those are usually means to an end. But do you know what is a pure reflection of his heart? Gentleness, mercy, and kindness. That's a pure reflection of his heart. Now, this word lowly is pretty similar word to gentle, but it's a little bit different. Lowly, it, it typically means, um, you know, someone who, who gets put down by life circumstances. It's kind of when you walk in someplace and someone's like, are you tired? You're like, no, I'm wide awake, actually. They're like, oh, okay, just asking. And what they're saying is you look a little beat up today, right? You know, and, uh, it, it, we're beat up by life. By, and this is, this is kind of that word lowly. It, it, it reflects that idea. And, and here's what I think the, the meaning is for us, is that God is never that far from each and every one of us. I know maybe some of us, We've thought at times that, that we've just, we're, we're off the rails and, and we're so distant from God. And we may be off track, but we're still not far from him. The Apostle Paul says, none of us are far from him. In him we live and move and have our being. Here's what Jesus is saying. God is accessible. The the. the the, think about the, the people in your life that are the easiest to talk to. I want you to just think about the safest person in your life. And hopefully maybe there's someone in your life where you could literally, you could tell them anything and, and it's safe for you. You know what I mean? You're not worried about their reaction. You're not worried about them judging you. You're not worried about them, you know, uh, just ending the relationship because you, you share your, the deepest struggles or whatever, hopes, joys of your heart. Here's what, here's what Jesus is showing us. God is infinitely safer than the safest person in your life. Is that not a beautiful way to think about God? That, that, he, that he, is, he is accessible. Yes, is he majestic? He absolutely is. But this is the greatness of God, that he comes down to our level and meets us right where we're at. That is his heart. He's not far from us, any of us. 
and he will not cast us out when we come to him for help. He won't cast us away. He's gentle and lowly. And Jesus says, if you come and you learn from me and you take my yoke upon you, Jesus says, it will be lighter and easier. It will be lighter and easier. Jesus is saying, life is better with me. You know, it is hard sometimes being a follower of Christ. There can be challenges to it. It can require you to, to get out of your comfort zone or to change things in our life, and there can be a challenge to it. But can I remind you, it's way harder to do life without God. It's way harder. Yeah, it, there, it, it can be hard. It's not always an easy journey following the Lord. Not always easy, and Jesus never guarantees that, you know, there's never going to be hard times or pain or grief or any of that. He says, yeah, you'll, you'll have all that, but church, it's so much harder without him. And some of us, as far as the Christ, man, we're, we're making life harder than it has to be because we're not walking hand in hand with Christ. And the more that we learn from him, and the more that we, we take his burden and we, we allow him to take ours, the easier and the lighter things become. And the way of Jesus, the way of Jesus is the path to real rest. Have you ever slept for a while and woke up and were still super tired? And then you were confused and mad by it? Anybody? <laughs> You're like, this isn't how this is supposed to work. You know, I sleep and then I, I wake up and I'm refreshed, right? It's kind of it's how it works. But, but, but why does that happen? Well, it happens because it's not our body that needs rest. It's our soul that needs rest. And you and I, whether we know it or not, we live from our soul. Right? Our soul. When your soul is rested and healthy, guess what? It goes into every other domain of who you are. If I'm a healthy soul, my emotions are going to be healthier. My will is going to be healthier. I'm going to make better decisions. My mind is going to be healthier. I'm going to think clearer. My relationships are going to be better, right? If my soul is unhealthy, then the reverse is true. My mind's going to be confused. It's going to see things the wrong way. It's going to struggle my emotions are, are, are going to be unhelpful, and I'm probably going to make worse choices, right? And I'm not going to treat people the way that God wants me to. Now, I just want you to think for a second. What would it be like in 2023 to live from a filled and rested soul? What would that look like? Yeah, amen. I'm in for it, right? And I mean, let's be honest, it, it's, it's been taxing times. All, all of our souls are probably worn down some, you know, and for, for good and legitimate reason. But you know, now is the time, now is the time to take Jesus up on this offer. Only he, only he can give us that rest that is deeper than a good night's sleep, that is deeper than kicking your legs up, and chilling. 
that is, that is deeper than time off, but, but it's, it's a rest at the soul level where you can just, you can just all, all our anxious stirring and all our fears and all, all the uncertainty, we could just, it's just kind of like when you're looking at that beautiful picture and, and just for those moments, you're like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. When we're connecting to Christ in this way, Man, you look at life. It doesn't mean all your problems change, but it means you look at them a little bit different. You're like, you know what? It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I don't know how it all ends. I don't know. What, I, I don't need to. It's going to be all right. Because you're, we're living from place of connection to Christ. Here's my challenge to you today. Each of us, I really believe, each of us has trust levels with God somewhere in our heart. And I, I want you to confront those trust issues through prayer and or people. There's some trust issues in my life that I can pray my way through. Right? There's seasons in my life where, um, where I'm like, God, I don't get why this is happening. And I'm mad about it. And, and I, I need, I just need a sense of your presence in all this. And God can help me navigate that. You know, one of the things, again, if Christ's heart really is gentle and lowly, then guess what? When, when you're scared, when you're mad, when you're confused, you can vent all that to God without consequence. And in fact, that might be the very path to working through our trust issues. You with me on this? But you need focused prayer to do it. You need to be alone. You need to be in quiet. You need to have your cell phone a mile away, and you need to seek the presence of God. And you need to allow him to do some deep soul work in you. And your trust will grow. And the issue, you'll be able to move forward. You with me on this? And some of us, man, we need this holiday season. We need to just get alone with God. And we need to begin to unpack some of the things that we're carrying in our hearts. Because some of us, we know the right answer is God's plans are good. But we don't trust his plans. We know the right answer to say today. Yes, your plans are good and trustworthy. But our heart is skeptical. And it's like, I'm not so sure. And what I want for you is to move into certainty that his plans are good. That when life is upside down, you're still squared away because his plans are good and you know it in your heart. You know it in the, in the deepest part of who you are because you trust the person of Jesus Christ. You with me on this? I want you and I want, I want a faith that is bigger than circumstances. I, I want to walk with God that can navigate the storm, that can navigate the dark nights, that can navigate the things that I don't want to see or happen, but happen anyway, and be able to go and move through those periods lighter than if I went through them alone. You with me on this, church? And some of us have, 
have trust issues with the Lord. And we need to dig into those, and we need to give air to those. And we need to allow God to speak into that. For some of us, it's, it's not going to be something we can do totally alone. And we've got to process some of it through prayer, but some of us need to talk to someone about it. Just someone in our life that we trust. Because have you ever noticed, sometimes when your problems just stay in your head, they're so big, they're so scary, they're so confusing, they're so overwhelming. But have you ever noticed, sometimes you have a 15-minute conversation with someone about them, and you're like, okay, that's not all as bad as it felt. Anyone else? There's something about just getting them out of here, because I don't know about you, but here can be a scary place. Here can be a messed up place. Here can be a labyrinth that I get lost in. But there's something good that happens when a brother or sister in Christ helps you think with a little different perspective, from a little different place. And some of us, we just need to to take a moment and talk with someone and say, man, I'm, I'm struggling my relationship with God. It's okay to struggle, church. You're going to. You're going to have moments where God feels as close to you as the person sitting next to you. And you're going to have moments where God feels like he could not be farther away. And that doesn't mean everything has gone wrong. That means you're on this journey of this thing called faith. And that's sometimes how you grow in different ways. But we need friends to walk with us on that journey. And today Jesus says, man, my heart is gentle and lowly. But Christmas reminds us that he proved that it actually is. Jesus didn't just say it. He proved it. He's come to be one of us and to take that yoke you know what it looked like when he took our yoke? It looked like the cross. And you and I cannot imagine how heavy that actually was. It wasn't the lumber that made it heavy. It was the weight of our sin that made it heavy. It was the weight of our brokenness. It was the weight of our failure. It, it was the weight of our of our rejection and running from God and our distrust of God. But I'll tell you what, he carried it all. And he continues to carry it for each and every one of us. He's proved it. This is his heart. This is his heart. You can trust it. He didn't just talk about it. He lived it. And now let's pray. And let's, let's receive that invitation. And let's just take our last moments together and let's worship this great Christ. This one who is gentle and lowly at heart. The one who will give you and I rest, who will take our unbearable yoke and give us his easy yoke. Lord Jesus, we hear you calling to each and every one of us. And you're saying, come son, come daughter. Quit living in the insanity of life without me. 
Lord, we hear your call today. Man, we delight in it. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you're not repelled by everything that is wrong with us. But in fact, Lord, the deeper our brokenness, the deeper you lean in. Thank you, Lord, that we can come just confident that we will find help and we will find rest. And Lord, I pray that you would just work in the fabric of our heart this morning. And Lord, where there is distrust, you would replace it with faith. Where there's skepticism, you would replace it with holy confidence. Where there is a longing to be away from you or to keep you at a distance in our life, Lord, there would be a longing to be near you. Send out your light and your truth, Lord. Let them lead us to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Let them lead us to the altar of God, to God, our exceeding joy. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord.